1: Hello, this is Daniel Bill to the microphone with the news, the headlines. On Saturday, we mark two years since the beginning of the Russian Ukrainian war. Romania's Foreign Minister Luminito Odobescu is in India, and Romanian tennis player Sorana Krista has obtained a sensational win at the tennis tournament in Dubai. The United States will impose new sanctions on Russia in response to the death of the Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny, but also to mark two years of war in Ukraine. The sanctions are targeting 500 entities associated with Russia's military-industrial compound and also companies from third countries, which are helping Russia bypass the earlier sanctions. Great Britain is also to impose new sanctions on this occasion of marking two years since the Russian troops invaded Ukraine. Romania's Foreign Minister Luminitsa Odobescu has arrived in India this morning to attend the international Raising Our Dialogue underway in New Delhi. Presently at its ninth edition Raising Our Dialogue is India's emblematic conference on geopolitics and geoeconomy, aimed at dealing with the most difficult issues the world is facing nowadays. During her visit, the Romanian diplomat is expected to have talks with her Indian counterpart, Dr. Subrahmanyan Shankar. The Romanian tennis player Sorana Kursta managed a sensational win against Markita Vondrusova of Russia. On Thursday, in the quarterfinals of WTA 1000 tournament in Dubai, Krista, WTA 22nd, lost the first set and the Russian got a 5 1 lead in the second. However, the Romanian made a brilliant comeback and secured the second set and also the decisive one, ending the match 2 6 7 6 6 2. Krista will be up against Jasmine Paolini of Italy in the semifinals. The mother of the Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny has accused the investigators of planning to bury her son in secret, as they have so far refused to hand over his body. Reuters reports. Lyudmila Navalnya says she was blackmailed and threatened to accept a secret burial. Alexei Navalny died last week at the age of 47 in the Arctic penal colony where he was serving his prison sentence. During a court appearance only one day before, Navalny looked healthy and in good spirits. According to Navalny's lawyers, the certificate the investigators produced say that he died of natural causes. The international leaders, family members and his Russian supporters have blamed the authorities for his death and some even say he was murdered. We recall that Navalny survived an attempted murder in the past where the Russian secret services had allegedly attempted to poison him with a nerve agent known as Novichok. And now to end the news bulletin, here is a reminder of the main stories. On Saturday, we mark two years since the beginning of the war in Ukraine. Romania's foreign minister, Luminita Odobescu, is in India. And Romanian tennis player Sorana Krista has obtained a sensational win at the tennis tournament in Dubai. And that was the news from Radio Romania International, broadcasting from Bucharest.
2: Dear friends, the Radio Romania Board of Administrators decided to temporarily suspend the use of two out of the five Radiocom shortwave transmitters that ensure the broadcast of Radio Romania International's programs because of budget cuts. The RRI programs in English are affected. All of them may be received on only one frequency instead of two as of August 1st, The frequencies, as well as any other prospective changes operated by Radiocom for to reception monitoring and to your feedback on reception quality will be announced in our broadcasts on our webpage and on Facebook. We invite you to follow RRI's programs online at rri.ro, including on demand, on SoundCloud, on Android and iOS apps, via TuneIn and via Satellite. You can find more details on our homepage. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn and Spotify.
3: Western states are trying to boost their support for Ukraine two years after the Russian invasion. I'm Kristina Matescu with this report by Stefan Stojka. On the 24th of february 2022 russia's president vladimir putin announced the start of what he then called the special military operation against ukraine and which soon turned into an all-out war in terms of scale and consequences the aggression was firmly condemned by the states and organizations of the free world and NATO and the European Union began to provide extensive economic, military, logistical and humanitarian support for the country under attack. Contrary to the darkest predictions about a quick surrender, the Ukrainian people and its army put up a strong resistance, with the help of vital support from the West. Moreover, a military counteroffensive launched last summer, that began with a few notable successes, contradicted initial predictions and even favoured the scenario of a Ukrainian victory. However, things have not progressed as Kyiv and its allies would have wanted. And two years after the start of the war, the situation on the ground is complicated. The main explanation for this is the slow pace of military support reaching Ukraine especially from its main supplier, the United States. Ukraine, President Volodymyr Zelensky admitted, is in an extremely difficult position on the front. The Ukrainian army is faced with multiple attacks from the Russian troops and is struggling because of a shortage of ammunition and the fact that support from the US is blocked. Washington has now levied further sanctions on Russia, targeting over 500 people and entities linked to its war machine, said the U.S. State Department, which also noted that this will be the biggest package of sanctions since the start of Putin's invasion of Ukraine. The move is in response to the death of the Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny and also marks two years since the start of the Russian aggression. The United Kingdom also announced further sanctions against Moscow, aimed at over 50 people and companies especially in sectors supplying the russian army with ammunition rockets and explosives as well as key income sources for russia such as the trade in metals diamonds and energy resources the uk also announced new rocket deliveries to ukraine eu ambassadors also recently approved the 13th package of sanctions france's president emmanuel macron is to host a high-level meeting in Paris next Monday to look at means to consolidate the cooperation of partners in support of Ukraine. The Ukrainian ambassador to Bucharest, Igor Prokopchuk, said his country and its allies must remain united and that Kyiv has one objective, to win the war started by Russia. He accused Moscow of blatant violations of international law of destroying Ukrainian cities and causing many victims among civilians. He welcomed the European Union's decision from the 1st of February to approve a financial aid package of 50 billion euros for Ukraine and thanked Romania for its political, military and financial support.
4: Romanian pupils are on holiday with skiing resorts packed as a result. I'm Eugen Nasta with more on this in a report by Sorin Titus Jordan. Mountain resorts are full at this time of the year, all the more so as the weather has been good and there is enough snow for the winter sports. It is also the time of the so-called skiing holiday in Romania, a one-week break from school taken in the period between the 12th of February and the 1st of March. As chosen by each county. Only two counties chose to have this holiday between the 12th and the 18th of February with 25 other counties in the capital Bucharest going for the current week and 14 counties for next week. The mountain resort of Poena Brasov in central Romania is one of the most popular destinations these days. According to the Snow Pro Ski Instructors Association conditions are good or acceptable here and the layer of snow is 20 to 30 centimetres. Romanians' interest in spending their holidays in their own country is up this year, says a big travel company, with the bookings growing by 30% compared to the same period last year, especially as a result of special offers requiring lower advance payments. The increase reflects the trend seen in 2023, when the number of tourists grew on average by 11%, compared to the previous year. According to the National Institute for Statistics, tourist arrivals stood at 13.65 million in 2023, up to 10.5% compared to 2022, with 88.6% being from Romanian tourists. The biggest increase in the number of tourists was recorded by the capital Bucharest and the country's main tourist regions, Constanza County, which includes the resorts on the Black Sea coast and Brasov County with its well-known mountain resorts. Most foreign tourists who arrived in Romania last year came from Germany, namely over 220,000, Italy almost 190,000 and Israel around 150,000. The number of Romanian tourists who spent their holidays abroad grew by 12.6% in 2023 compared with 2022, and that was Radio Newsreel.
1: Focus on Romania.
3: Next in this broadcast, it's the hit of the Dame, a piece called Destiny from Paula Selling.
0: Mm. Ce arde destin. Noi doi am fost prin furtuni pe valuri înalte. Noi am luptat cu îspitesci, luse de scarte, fiați. de
5: You are listening to Radio Romania International. The Green Planet Hello and welcome to our ecology feature. I'm Karin Kotsoyu. Romania has all the resources, forests, wood, processing capacities, specialists and schools to enter the leading platoon of countries taking important steps to reduce carbon emissions in the construction sector. This statement belongs to the Association of Foresters in Romania, which explains in a press release how the use of wood in construction can contribute to achieving the ambitious climate objectives of the European Union. These include offsetting greenhouse gas emissions by 2050 and subsequently reaching negative emissions. In this sense, the sector in question presents a major challenge. According to the Action Plan for the Circular Economy of 2020, constructions are responsible for over 35% of total waste And for 5 to 12 percent of total emissions in the European Union, and wood products can help transform the sector from a source of emissions into a carbon sink. The promotion of carbon storage products is fully compatible with the principle of technological neutrality, Romanian foresters show, citing community sources. ASFO R. President Ciprian Musca explains what the mechanism is.
0: The
5: construction sector is one of the sectors that have a fairly high contribution in terms of carbon emissions through the materials that are being used. At the level of European states, a series of measures for carbon absorption and storage have been implemented. We, both in Romania and in the European Union, have at hand a resource that can help us, and that can actively participate in the achievement of these goals, and it is the forest. Basically, the forest acts as a carbon absorber, that stores in the wood the carbon, and later by processing and transforming the wood into construction materials, it ensures its storage for a very, very long time. So basically, by using wood in new constructions, we manage to achieve our part of carbon storage and reach the neutrality targets that we have set for ourselves as members of the community, and that Europe has set for itself to achieve by 2030. There must always be a fair balance between the economic, social, and environmental sides. That is, in terms of the wood harvesting that we do, at least at the level of Romania, because Romania is one of the few European states that harvests wood according to a 10-year program, according to forestry arrangements, and we only harvest the annual growth of the forest, so we don't harvest more than the forest can produce. In support of what was said, the Romanian foresters also recall the fact that last month, the Commission for the Environment, Public Health and Food Safety of the European Parliament launched the draft report called A New European Strategy for 2030, Sustainable Management of Forests in Europe. The document refers to, quote, adopting a holistic approach that takes into account the multifunctionality of forests, including carbon storage in forest biomass and wood products, unquote. And, quote, creating a regulatory framework that recognizes the lower carbon footprint of forest products compared to alternative materials, In the same context, Romanian foresters bring back to our attention a document called Green Romania in 10 Steps, which also contains a chapter on wooden construction. It calls on the public authorities to build passive wooden houses and to use at least 10% wood in all constructions made with public funds. At the same time, through the Wooden House program, the foresters request that individuals be financially supported to build constructions with this material, as well as legal entities for headquarters, technical spaces, and spaces for trade and production. All this can only be done, however, through cuttings from the forest. And in Romania, the subject is very sensitive. Many environmental associations have drawn attention to illegal or abusive deforestation and logging. Here is what Ciprian Muska says. I would first start with the term deforestation. What does deforestation mean? Treat cutting, forest removal, and change of usage category. That is, we can have, for example, deforestation during the construction of a highway. Otherwise, we cannot talk about deforestation. Here in Romania, we do not have deforestation, except strictly in the case of large infrastructure projects. Regarding illegal logging, we as participants in the forest sector are also making efforts to remove them and get rid of those who are still doing illegal things and causing damage to the forest. We have this Sumal 2.0 computer system, which is unique in Europe and which practically ensures the traceability of the timber from the forest to the warehouse. It is a system made available to the population so that any Romanian citizen who wants to check a timber shipment can do so. It also has photos of the shipment. You have been listening to Green Planet. This is Radio Romania International,
1: cultural event.
2: Welcome, I'm Ana Maria Popescu. Small public libraries, book stands or shelves with books that can be taken home and replaced with others from readers' own collections are already common in various countries, including in some places in Romania. As of recently, the Bucharest Metro has opened such a miniature library in its Union Square station, an important node of the Bucharest underground transport system, transited by thousands of people every day. The Metro Library is a project initiated by the National Library in a partnership with the Bucharest Metropolitan Library, which provides the books, and with MetroREX. Ramona Mezei, the general manager of the Bucharest Metropolitan Library, gave us a few details about the
0: project. The The
2: books are at the Union 1 metro station and they may be taken home by those who pass through the area. But it is important that they come back here and bring back a book from their personal library and leave it on the shelf for another reader. A few days ago, I read a study that said Generation Z readers prefer physical books, and in fact, the number of people who read printed books has increased. We at the Bucharest Metropolitan Library have noticed this too. In 2023, the number of people who borrowed books from us was bigger than in 2022. And I'm happy to say that this upward trend continued early this year as well. In the UK, for instance, visits to libraries increased by 71% last year. We hope one day we will see a similar rate in Romania. Given the recent data released by the National Statistics Institute, according to which around 11 million Romanians said they had not read any books in the past year, for lack of time or of interest. I believe it is vital for us to explore new ways to encourage reading. Obviously, depending on the people's response, the Metro Library project will be extended, Ramona Mezei
3: also said.
0: The
2: Metro Library is a pilot project at this point. We hope it will be a success and it will be extended to further Metro stations in the future. The Bucharest Metropolitan Library is a public library and we address all age brackets, so the books provided at the metro station are quite diverse. There will be mostly fiction books for both children and adults. There are a number of criteria for the books offered to the metro passengers. The volumes must not be damaged with missing or spoiled pages or fragments, and they must not be foreign publications of little informational or documentary value. The Bucharest Metropolitan Library will restock the shelves on a regular basis, at least until people get into the habit of bringing books from home to the Metro Library. At the end of the day, the goal is to help people take advantage of the time spent in transit to give them an opportunity to discover and enjoy reading and therefore to help increase the number of readers and to promote culture among citizens. And that was Cultural Event.
4: Next in this program, sports. Welcome to Sports Weekend with me, Eugen Nastan. The Romanian men's basketball team's debut fixture as part of the 2027 edition of the World Cup pre-qualifiers translated into a defeat for the Romanians. In a Group B match in Cluj, Romania was defeated by Luxembourg 72-76. It was the national squad's first official match with head coach Mihai Silvoshan at the helm. Also included in Group B is Norway, a team Romania will face this coming autumn on November the 21st, away. Advancing to the pre-qualifier's second round are the winners of the three groups in the competition's initial stage, as well as the best second-placed team. In a confrontation counting towards the quarterfinals of the World Table Tennis Team's Championship in South Korea, the Romanian women's table tennis team on Thursday sustained an 0-3 defeat by Japan. Having secured their ticket for this coming summer's Olympic Games in Paris, the Romanians put on quite a good performance in their match against Japan in the fight for a place in the semi-finals. Japan's Mimaito succeeded a hard-fought win against Bernadette Search, 2-3. Andrea Dragoman lost to Hina Hayata, 1-3, while Elisabetta Samara sustained a 0-3 defeat by Miu Hirano. In news from football, matches counting towards the domestic championships' second league have been resumed on Thursday, when, in the 16th round, Cahleul Piatranantz grabbed a 2-1 away fixture against Concordia Chiazna. 16th round matches are also scheduled at the weekend and this coming Monday. With 32 points, Schelimber are at the top of the table. Corvinul Hunedora and Unira Slobozia follow with 31 points. Matches counting towards the Romanian Football Super League's 27th round, are scheduled at the weekend. On Friday, FC Hermannstadt play FC Ukrajova while CFA Cluj go against Dinamo Bucharest. On Saturday, in Arad, in the west, the local side Uta are pitted against Petrol Ploiesti. In Ovidiu, in the south, Farol Constanza receive the visit of Ocelul Galazzi. Also on Saturday, Polijash play home game against Rapid Bucharest. In Georgia on Sunday, Universitata Cluj face Shepshi OSK. Then in Bucharest, FC Botosan go against FCSB. On Monday, Universitata Krajova play FC Voluntari. With 55 points, FCSB are at the top of the table. Rapida second place with 48 points. And that's all from sports today. You can also access our sports items at rri.o and on Facebook.
1: You are listening to Radio Romania International.
4: Coming up next in the program, here is music highlights. I'm Eugen Nasta. We have prepared for today a fine selection of choral music pieces. For starters, here is a 1962 recording of a piece performed by the Academic Radio Choir, conducted by Gheorghe Danga. Radio Romania's all-male choir will now be performing a piece composed by Liviu Comes. The conductor is distinguished musician Aurel Grigoras. The piece by Rodion Scedrin will now be performed by Radio Romania's Women Choir. The conductor is again Aurel Grigoras. wrap up music highlights with a piece composed by Johann Strauss and performed by Radio Romania's Children Choir with Camelia Kizibe on the piano. The conductor is Eugenia vacarescu Necula.
6: Paimba lui din strămoșul, cânte, puște, gânta și îi cântăru și
3: Coming up next in this broadcast, Artscape. Hello and welcome to Artscape with me, Cristina Matescu This week in Romania, we've been celebrating both Valentine's Day, the global celebration of romance and love, and National Reading Day which was first introduced in Romania in 2022, and is meant to encourage reading, especially among children and young people. So for this edition of Artscape, we thought we'd combine the two by taking a look at some Romanian books about love that have recently been translated into English. Stay tuned to find out more. So let's begin with a book about obsessive love called Ciulandra, written by one of Romania's greatest authors, Liviu Rebranu. First published in 1927, it became available to English-speaking readers just a few years ago, in 2021, in a translation by Gabby Ray published by Cadmus Press. Often described as a psychological thriller, Ciulandra opens dramatically. With the young aristocrat Puyu Faranga killing his peasant born wife Madalena in a fit of passion just before the royal ball. To avoid a public trial, Puyu's father, a well connected former minister, has his son committed to an asylum, where the young man begins to contemplate what he has done and why he did it. In recounting the events to his doctor, the reader learns how the doomed love story began. While searching for a young bride from the countryside to renew the family line, the young aristocrat meets the beautiful Madalina at a village dance and is smitten by her. Though he does go on to marry her and turn her into a sophisticated young lady, his possession of her is never complete, as the book's translator Gabby Ray explained at the online book launch hosted by the Romanian Cultural Institute a few years ago interestingly a lot of it is kind of framed in terms of the male gaze as well as the kind of the gaze of the rich person observing the spectacle of the peasant but it's also the male gaze as well in fact when they watch the Chileandra dance it talks about how they watched it as if from a box at the theatre and one of the times when he realizes like maybe why he killed her is because she returns his gaze she's no longer the passive object of his gaze but she is one who looks at him and in his eyes she sees that he's not the person in her heart that actually he hadn't managed to fully own her the title of the book Julandra, comes from the name of a traditional romanian dance which is performed to a wild tune that grows faster and faster and serves as a metaphor for the intoxicating nature of love and the irrational impulses of the human heart. listening to right now is one of the most famous versions of this tune as performed by the iconic Romanian singer Maria Tanase.
5: You are listening to Radio Romania International.
3: Our next choice of book about love is a work by the contemporary writer, poet and art critic Magda Kerneg, Entitled Femme, this is a debut novel from 2011, being subsequently published in an English translation by Sean Cotter by Deep Vellum in 2021. Known in Romania mostly for her poetry and essays on art, Magda Corneci has been an active name on the Romanian cultural scene for the last 30 years. Described by its publisher as a lyrical feminist novel in which a 21st-century Scheherazade recounts her life to a man she might leave behind forever, Fem combines stories, essays, dream sequences and vivid descriptions to create a rich tapestry of feminine sensitivity. Here's the writer Magda Karnetsch describing the structure of the book in an online discussion about Fem, hosted by the Romanian Cultural Institute in London.
7: Fem is a novel which has a special kind of form. It is composed of uh, a series of uh, pieces of prose which describe in a non-conformist way the um, physiologic, psychic and spiritual evolution of a feminine character from the first childhood until her first adult age. A contemporary Sheherazad tells her story to her lover who wants to leave her, and she tells very intimate and rather strange moments related to her growing uh, femininity. It is a combination of storytelling, prose poem, Jungian Psychoanalysis and Spiritual Testimony.
3: Kernetchi's novel received some great critical reviews after its publication in English. Brilliant, sensual, yet also intellectually and politically charged, this is the sort of book that can change lives, is how British poet Fiona Sampson described femme. While the LA Review of Books hailed it as a novel that transgresses feminist ideology, proposing a vision that implies a change in human perception, a vision attempting to unify the outside and the inside, the object and the subject of all human experience. The final book we're going to look at today is the coming-of-age story about young love, The Town with Acacia Trees by Mikhail Sebastian, published in 2020 by Aurora Metro Books, in another translation by Gabby Ray. Sebastian is one of the most widely translated Romanian authors and is mostly known to English readers for his novels and journals documenting life in interwar Romania, at a time when anti-Semitism was rife. As a Jew himself, Sebastian was on the receiving end of much of this kind of hostility, However, The Town with Acacia Trees, which was written in 1931, avoids this fraud atmosphere of the times. Set in Sebastian's own hometown of Braila, the novel is, among other things, about what it was like to be an adolescent growing up in a small town in interwar Romania. It is told from the perspective of Celu and follows a group of adolescents gelu his love interest adriana and their friends we follow them as they hang out and exchange gossip listen to gramophone records discuss big ideas flirt and fall in love the novel describes the atmosphere of a romanian provincial town between the two world wars local traditions the most important events in the life of the town the romantic engagements and breakups among local high society and various romantic scandals. All of this provides the backdrop to the journey of the book's real protagonist, Adriana, as she grows from a daydreaming adolescent into a worldly young woman. Having moved to the capital city of Bucharest, she begins to find provincial life dull and tedious. In the big city, she discovers sensual love, but also disappointment. (laughs) That's it for now. Tune in again for another foray into the world of Romanian arts and culture in the next edition of Artscape.
1: Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International...
5: simply folk.
1: Isabella Tomice is a gifted vocalist from Southern Romania, who in the following minutes will bring you a song about the beauty of nature.
4: And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 11630 kHz in the DRM system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 21470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.rri.o, channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.o. Goodbye.